This is Disney Forever. Welcome to our Perpetual Disney Movie Investigation Podcast. I'm Void, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie, who has amazing pull quotes like this. When the CIA wants to learn new dirty tricks, they observe figure skaters and their moms. It's <laughs> a nice intro into today's featured presentation, which is Ice Princess, a movie that I had literally never heard of before. Katie, what is this one? It's a, it's a coming-of-age story, story that also involves figure skating, so it's amazing. It, I don't know if I'd call it amazing, but it is definitely a figure skating movie. Um, so I pulled some history around this one. There was not a ton of history around this one, um, they, but there was a couple things in here. And this is kind of falls into one of those areas where I found a lot in like the late 90s, early 2000s, where there's just not like a ton of production history. This definitely falls into that gap where if it's not a giant movie that people went back and retroactively dug into, there's just kind of not a whole lot there. And that's kind of what I was finding in this one. But some of the stuff I found. So um, the movie in pre-production, I guess there was a lot of switching with directors and a lot of back and forth with pre-production before the movie finally got off the ground. So it was kind of, you know, when that happens, sometimes you get a mixed bag as the end result. Um, and then the things that I thought were really interesting about this one was how much some of the main actresses actually did their own skating. So I'm really bad with their names. How do you I pronounce can... this one, Katie? So it's Hayden Panettiere. Panettiere. So she did, I guess, a lot of her own skating. And then is it Trachtenberg? Yep. Trachtenberg also did too. And Trachtenberg actually like trained for eight months for this film just to get like better at figure skating. So they did a lot of their own. I mean, they have stunt doubles for the things that are more intense and more complicated. But as much as was possible, they actually tried to do their own figure skating for the movie. Um, and I thought that was really cool. And then uh, the only other things about this one were kind of like most of the film was shot in Toronto, which if you don't know, a lot of films are for any film, not just a winter film, but like any film. And then um, critical reception on this one was generally mixed and it did not do well at the box office at all. It grossed $24 million on a $25 million budget. So, yeah, it was technically a commercial failure. It did not make its money back. Um, Katie, what did you think of this one? Um, so I, I like this movie, okay? Um, it's just I, your typical... I don't hate this movie. Okay, I know, okay. I know, I know. You just feel like, I need to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> so it's your typical teenage coming of age and finding her own way story. That's literally what this is. Um, but fun facts about this film is that this was filmed, I think, like 2004 or five, somewhere in there, because yeah. there was actually a girl that I went to high school with who was in my algebra two class, I think, um, who auditioned to be Michelle Trachtenberg's stunt double. Oh, interesting. Um, but she, um, was too tall. <laughs> okay for for her so um so like the girl i went to school with was a professional figure skater and so everyone in the movie is actually professional figure figure skaters except for two people which was hayden panettiere and michelle trachtenberg which is probably why they trained so much beforehand exactly um i also learned that the girl that i went to high school with she couldn't do with the move that's called a, a it's called a spread eagle um, where their uh, legs uh, and their skates are like basically like they I don't know how to describe this particular move but the girl that I went to school with she couldn't do it that move but Michelle Trachtenberg could wow that's impressive for Michelle Trachtenberg I guess 
Yeah, it all has to do with your flexibility in your hips because sure. there's actually a part in the movie where where uh, Trachtenberg talks to the to one of the girls and she goes, I can fix your spread eagle. And it's that move where like they're basically like they're turned out on the ice oh, where both yeah. of their legs are spread apart. Yeah, it's that move. Cool. Um, yeah, so I this one, I... <laughs> It's a sports movie, right? Like sports movies with me are hit and miss. I think people have probably figured this out by now. Every once in a while I like one, and when I do, I usually like it a lot. This one, it was okay. It was I'm like lukewarm on it. I didn't hate this movie. It wasn't like bad through and through. I just didn't like love it. And, you know, I didn't super enjoy it. It was just very like in the middle um, most of the way. And then the two other things that like jumped out at me from a high level was The mom character was just so annoying. I just like the entire movie, I kept waiting to like adjust to her and just get over the fact that she annoyed me every time she was talking or acting and I couldn't get over it. So I don't know if that's me not liking the character or just me not liking that actress, but like something about it rubbed me the wrong way. (laughs) And then the, the other thing was that overall the quality of this movie, it just did not feel like a theatrical Disney release quality movie to me. It felt more like a Disney Channel original movie. Like if this had been Disney Channel original movie and I was grading it on that scale, I would say it's pretty good for like a Disney Channel original. But as like a full-on Disney theatrical release with a theatrical budget, it kind of leaves something to be desired. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're correct. Her mom character, <laughs> okay. her mom char- the mom character is so annoying. She's like I hate her character so much. I love yeah. Joan Cusack a lot. Just do not love her character in this oh, movie. The character is not good. And so that kind of gets us into the moments. And I don't know if there's like a ton I want to call out. I mean, the kind of the basic plot of the movie is there's this girl that's the main character, Michelle Trachtenberg, and she's very into science and physics and wants to go and get like a physics scholarship. And then she's looking for a project or an extracurricular that she can do to kind of like prove herself as being more you know diverse and she it's really like a project she's trying to come up with and so she looks into figure skating and figuring out the physics behind figure skating and that's how she gets into it and what ends up happening is that she figures out that she actually really enjoys figure skating and that she kind of wants to switch careers to do that instead of going and doing like physics in college and that's the basic plot of the movie and it's all about her finding herself and like resetting her expectations with her mom and then these girls that don't like her at first because they're kind of like mean girls-esque and then eventually they come around to her because she helps them through her use of physics and science. Um, and then the the other girl who's like the secondary main character, she has been skating all of her life, but she doesn't want to skate anymore. But her mom is the lead coach. And so there's like pressure there. And it's all about like these two moms and two daughters finding their way and everybody kind of being like, what do I want to do next in life? And then all of that comes together in the end. Um, that's the basic plot of the movie. But... <laughs> Like, the moment-to-moment, I I don't know how much, like, jumped out at me. I wrote down a bunch here, and I'm looking at it, and I'm just like, none of these was, like, super fun or super interesting. It was just kind of things that happened in the plot. Is there anything that you wanted to touch on? Like, there's nothing really, like, major that, like, stands out in this movie, yeah. which is, in a sense, kind of sad. But, like... It's really like the difference between the two girls, right? And like how they approach what they want to do. Because in a sense, uh, Panettiere's character has been up to a certain point forced to continue doing a sport that she doesn't have the same love for that she used to have. Yeah. Um, And there's like other things that she wants to do with her life, but her mom's not willing to like listen to her and doesn't understand 
like the differences and then also like her mom her mom goes out of the way to sabotage Trachtenberg's character because she's just that much better than the other girl yeah and so and it, she she's like I don't want her to win <laughs> right but it's it's weird because most movies we watch there's a couple things that jump out like this was weird this was interesting here was like a big moment that they had here was an interesting sequence like there's things to talk about like that I don't have any of that in my notes. Like, I wrote notes. I'm looking at them. It's all just the plot. It's like things happen. But none of them jump out. Even the skating moments, even the tournaments, even the, like, moments that are supposed to land just were kind of like, okay, that that was the next plot beat. What's next? Um, And that's kind of how I felt for the whole movie, which, again, it's not, it wasn't bad. It wasn't, like, a horrible movie that was poorly done. It just wasn't great. I mean, if we're going to talk about the most exciting thing that happened was Michelle Kwan's, like, random cameo in this movie, and that was it. Oh, I didn't even catch that. She was one of the commentators. Oh, okay. Cool. She just, like, popped up, and I was like, oh, my God, it's Michelle Kwan. All right. That's nice. Um, I think that gets us into the bad and the good, even though we didn't have, like, any moments at all, which is probably telling. So the bad for me in this one, uh, the mom, like I said, annoyed me throughout the whole thing, that character. And then just the formulaic plot. Like, there was nothing above and beyond. The plot was just kind of consistently predictable throughout the whole thing. How about you? I definitely did not like her mom because her mom was that kind of person who was like, this is the course of your life that you're going to be on and I'm not going to hear anything else other than that. And then she also never really understood the point of her wanting to be into ice skating and like how it's a sport that just also happens to be very artistic, very beautiful, very graceful. And her mom's like, no, they wear twinkly outfits. Yeah, it's not great. And I'm like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So the good um, for me in this one, the the actual ice skating was solid. I don't think it's shot super well. I don't think the cinematography or the sequences are like edited super well. Um, but the actual ice skating itself, it, a lot of it was done by the actresses. And that's really impressive. And like, you got to give them props for that. That's kind of the only real good thing that I could pull out here. How about you? Yeah, no, the ice skating is very well done. Like, the fact that all of those, like, everyone that was in this movie was a professional ice skater. Like, the three the three other girls that skated, like, Zoe Block and then, like, the, the really young girl and then the other girl. Like, there were actual professional ice skaters that were in this film. So, like, getting to see them be in the movie and perform and then knowing that the other two had taken the time to, like learn something that's pretty difficult and did pretty well at it is pretty great. Yeah, cool. Uh, So would you watch it again? Yes. I wrote maybe question mark. And now that we talked about it, I think probably not is kind of where I land. (laughs) Now that I've said some of these things out loud that I only had written down. um, Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm coming around to. But if you guys want to watch along with us, what we have coming up next in the future, we're going to do uh, Babes in Toyland from 1961. We're going to do the Santa Claus from 1994. That kind of gets us into our Christmas movies. And then we're going to do uh, season two, like recap reflections like we did last time, and then take a break for the holidays. So all that is coming up, but the end of season two is rapidly approaching. Don't forget, we are part of a network. We have podcasts, we have streamers, we have the Geekery blog, all that and more at geek2geekmedia.com or go to geek2geekmedia.com slash subscribe to get it sent to you. That brings us to Weekly Geekery. Katie, what did you do this week? Uh, Well, I worked a lot 
And I went to, I met, I actually made some new friends. Um, I hope. Uh, I went, I met one of my friends for dinner and with her, she brought her like adult K-pop friends. Um, so friends I got, are good. yeah, so I met them and they were, they were really nice. Um, we had dinner and then we went to the K-pop store and we just like talked tons about K-pop. They added me to their group chat. So I feel like that means I'm in. Oh, you're in. Nice. Yeah. And that's like pretty much all I've been doing. <laughs> cool. I had, um, I think I forgot to mention this the last time we were recording, but I watched Dune and that's probably one of those things where like, I don't know. Have you watched Dune yet since it came out? So I tried to watch it, but I was too tired to watch it and I haven't gone back. Sure. Not a good movie it. to watch while you're tired. No, it is. I don't know how I felt overall about it. It's kind of a vibe movie. Like it just has a vibe. All the shots are really slow and like scene setting. It reminded me a lot of like Blade Runner 2049 or whatever it is, the newer one. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize until after I watched the movie and then looked up more about it. But Dune is the same director as that. So I was getting those vibes and I was like, oh, okay, that's why. Um, but yeah, it just, the thing is, I liked what was there, except it's not a full story. It's not a full movie at all. It just stops. Like, what? it is, yeah, what I didn't realize until I started the movie and started watching it. Um, and it tells you right away, like, when the title pops up, it's like Dune and it says part one. And that's not clear in any of the labeling, any of the marketing, any of the pre-release oh. content. I didn't know it was a part one until I literally started watching it. And then I was like, okay, well, typically when you have a multi-part movie, like a duology or a trilogy, whatever multi-part movie, um, you at least have enough of a self-contained plot that the movie stands on its own, right? Maybe not always for a part two or like a middle piece to a trilogy, but the first one typically will stand on its own and give you at least some kind of conclusion that you're like, oh, I got a satisfying experience out of that. Um, this one just stops. Like it feels like they just ran out of budget or like the movie just cut off. Um, it really felt to me more like this should have been like three episodes of a miniseries instead of a movie because where it stopped was okay for like a TV episode ending, but where it stopped was not a conclusion to a movie. Um, it really feels like they're banking on making a part two here. And so overall on Dune, I'm kind of mixed. Like I, I didn't hate it, but I almost wish that I didn't watch it until part two got greenlit and shot and made and released because like i feel like one and two together maybe will give a more satisfying experience but it was yeah yeah i feel mixed on dune that's interesting because every other review i've ever heard people were like this is the greatest movie ever and i was like is it though i feel like the difference from a lot of people i've talked to is if you have read dune and you know the story and you're like already invested and it's kind of that um the harry potter syndrome right it's like if you know all the books and it goes and you go oh i finally see it brought to life the way that i always imagined it in my head versus someone who's coming to it as just a movie and you want it to be a self-contained movie with a whole story in it it's not that you know ah um, i know what you're talking about so definitely pick some people's brains as you hear their reviews and be like so did you know dune have you read it were you already familiar with it because it's a very different experience if you're not because i never have read that book because it's not a good book and i can't get through it (laughs) it's so slow i've tried to get through that book a number of times and i've given up every single time so yeah i feel like that's how i felt about the witcher 
because I didn't have any like context. So it was very confusing. Yeah. Yeah. There's some like that. So anyway, Dune, it was like production values amazing. The visuals were amazing. Like cinematography, top notch, like all of the, you know, everything like that. So well produced. The music, the sound, all that's incredible. The story, uh, it left, left something to be desired. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, that's probably it for this week. You guys can find us all over the internet. Our email address is DisneyForeverPodcast at gmail.com or reach us on Twitter at DisneyEverPod. Uh, and you can talk to us in real time by joining our Slack workspace or our Discord server. I blog at agreenmushroom.com. You can find me at grnmushroom. That's green mushroom without the E's on Twitter. I'm also on the Geek to Geek podcast with BJ Keaton. And you can find me on both Twitter and Instagram by searching the handle at Lady Catherine P. I'm also the co-host of two other podcasts with my best friend, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, and you can't stop me loving K-pop. This has been Disney Forever with Katie and Void. We'll be back next week as long as Disney keeps making content. That can't be forever, right? They can make some more ice skating movies. That would be fine.